Welcome aboard, Captain. Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Just well? Uh, it's going great. It's not great? It's going awesome. It's not fantastic? Fantastic. All right. So we're on minute 91. Yeah. And this minute starts with uh, McCoy pestering Spock. <laughs> and this ends with Uhura working her magic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll save that. I, that's the end of the minute. I got some, <laughs> I got some notes there about that. But, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, so, yeah, you were telling me, you were talking about last episode, you were very excited about this minute. I do, because I love Spock and McCoy's interaction here. Um you know, many of the interactions they've had throughout this movie have been very, very well done, both in the acting and I think in the writing. Mm-hmm. And I think here is another one of the ones and, and uh, where they do a very good job, both of them. Uh, and I absolutely love the end of their interaction because McCoy, I think, finally gets the better of Spock. <laughs> um, and I don't I, I don't think it happens very often. That, you know, because usually it's McCoy who just stomps off steaming mad or whatever. Right. Or Spock always gets in his, you know, his, you know, uh, monotone, you know, uh, quip or whatever. And it usually, you know, they play the, the dorky music at the end of the episode. You know, like something <laughs> like that. Um, but I feel like here McCoy finally gets the one up of Spock. That'd be a fun thing to keep track of, the tally of who, who gets the the last word. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so McCoy walks over to him and uh, you know basically says you know you're you, you present the man appearance of a man with a problem, and you know Spock being very matter of fact, yeah, your perception is correct, Doctor. In order to return us to the exact moment at which we left the twenty third century, I have used our journey back through time as a reference calculating the coefficient of elapsed time in relation to the acceleration curve. I know you memorized that line. That's a lot of information. <laughs> uh, I, I like, you know, I like, you know, the very first thing you know, McCoy says, you present the appearance of man with a problem. Spock is, he, he was waiting for, he was waiting for somebody to come over and ask mm-hmm. what's going on. Cause he, he right. jumps his, he's like, your perception is correct. I need to get this off my chest. You know, it, it was, <laughs> he jumps right into the problem. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think he's in some ways probably relieved that somebody's somebody's asking him because he's, I don't know what to do. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I do like all the jargon, which I don't know, my, you know, 30 years ago, high school physics sounds plausible. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> sure. Got to use the coefficient this time. As opposed to last time. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> McCoy, you know, 
naturally, sure. He's he's doing exactly what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I would have. <laughs> that's how I would have reacted. Yeah, absolutely, of course. That's like when I come home and I tell my wife about all the problems I had with like you know servers or whatever, and you know, you know load balancing and all that kind of stuff. She's like, sure, okay. Yeah, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> I hate when those loads balance. Yeah, that's that's a drag. Uh, uh. So McCoy, you know, goes right for it, right? So what's the problem? Uh, and so, so this is where I start going. So Xbox, the answer, acceleration is no longer a constant. So, what? yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what do you mean? I mean, and maybe this has to do with our full impulse power question from last minute, which was uh, my confusion of how fast full impulse power was going. Maybe full impulse power is 75 miles an hour now. You know? I guess. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to do... Isn't the plan to just do the same exact thing that they did? Whip around the sub, hit, floor it. Right. Warp as fast as you can, which they know how fast warp is, uh, and whip around the sun. Why, why are things different now? Well, they're... I, so to answer your question, yeah, th I think the things that are different are, um, you know, acceleration is no longer a constant. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I think that <laughs> the fact that they're using dilithium crystals that have been re-energized from, uh, you know, fusion, yeah. Uh, yeah, particles, and I think also they're carrying, you know, 400 tons of weight. So I'm sure that that can hamper, uh, you know, think about your car. Imagine if you put in 400 pounds worth of whatever mm -hmm. in your car. Yeah. Would that impact the speed of your car? When I stepped on the gas, acceleration probably wouldn't be a constant. Right. <laughs> so I would think that the 400 tons plus the energy source they're using, which is probably imperfect at best, I'm guessing that this is his problem. Oh, that's interesting. So you talking about the dilithium and stuff? I I was assuming you, you were going to say something like, "Well, it's you know, it's it's uh it's all re-energized and it's shiny and bright and new and fresh." I don't. Uh, so you, my, think you think it's I, just? I I don't think it's yeah. I think it's like yeah. Do they have full power? They do. But I think it's not – if you – it's like when you take a – like you take anything, like your remote control and the batteries up here dead. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you, you look – you got your battery charger and you put it in the little charger and, you know, one's half charged and the other one's completely dead. Uh -huh. And then you go and you get another battery and it's like half charged. Yeah, it'll work. Just not well. Just not well. Usually when that happens in my remote, I, I take the cover off and I spin the batteries. Oh, and is that what you do? That's what I do. And I usually, that usually works for me for at least a few times before I finally like, oh, got to get up, go get some <laughs> new batteries. But yeah, I try and I spin them. Just spin them in the little, in the little holder. I mean, I know nowadays everything's, you just plug it in and, you know, charge it and away you go. <laughs> I mean, that stupid Apple TV remote that get lost in the seat cushion so many times. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I actually just got a new Apple TV, and it has that remote. That I'm like, oh, what's this wire for? I'm like, oh God, I gotta charge it. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, on the one hand, I am 
so much thankful, more thankful that I don't have to buy batteries for my remotes that I can just charge it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the thing is like wafer thin and just gets stuck. I mean, the when you old... wake up, a, I guess I'm old man, cranky old man right now because <laughs> when I go out and I'm like, I want to watch TV and the remote is not there and you're like, where's the remote? And then it's, yeah, it gets, it's like in the cushions and you got to spend time. So I, you know, not to go on this too too much longer, but the the old Apple TV remotes, which were still skinny and thin and everything, they had some weight to them. You know, so when you held it in your hand, it was even though it was, yeah. it was tiny and everything, it had some weight. This new one, the new uh, generation, it's it's actually physically a little bigger, like dimension right. wise, but it feels like it's made out of tissue paper. There's nothing to it, and <laughs> I'm constantly like accidentally pressing all of. I do. We we both sound like old men right now. I know it's oh it's God. awful. This is awful. Just you know what? If you're still listening, listeners, thank you, <laughs> and we apologize because we just welcome back is... to Star Trek Grumpy Old Minute. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, I'm ashamed of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So so here's the other here's the other question I had. So acceleration is no longer constant. Yeah. Uh, so you think dilithium? I was thinking I was thinking the 400 tons of water, and I, and I was thinking. Uh, not that it's just 400 tons added to the ship, but that it's moving, right? So, like, if I, if you had like a tub of, right. a, you know, a, just a, you know, a container of water, uh, and you were sliding it across the floor, the, you know, the water sloshes into the back, right? And then it's, you know, then then you, your acceleration is no longer constant. The, you know, the container's like jerking as you're dragging it across the floor. Do, do you think that's what he's talking about? He's worried about the the, the tank shifting around. It could be, yeah. I definitely, I definitely feel like it could be. Okay. Uh, well, we like we each like each other's theories. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think there's. Um... So this this is where we good. Normally, I do this at the end of the episode. This is where we invite all the listeners. You got to head out to Facebook and join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation because now I want to hear what everybody else's theory is. What's the deal with acceleration no longer being a constant? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Star Trek minute. So, um, so then McCoy gives his 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 uh, his advice, and you know you're gonna have to take your best shot. Best shot. And yeah, to which Spock replies, "Best shot." And uh, McCoy's guess, Spock, your best guess. And uh, my whole. I get what McCoy is doing here, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I put my guess that we're gonna we're gonna drive right into the you know the center of the sun, <laughs> you know, come out a burning crisp or something, or you know we're all gonna come back with our heads switched on different bodies or something like something. I, I obviously Spock is you know he's the smartest man alive um, from earlier in our yeah. you know minutes here, but. I I feel like taking a guess here is that's a big deal. Uh yeah, I I agree. I think a big deal for McCoy, you mean? For Spock. Well, absolutely. Spock's reaction is awesome. He I it's so I mean, he's like shaking his head, no 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 yeah. no no I'm not, I'm not taking a guess. What are you crazy? Uh very uncharacteristic, but I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um my note was though, this seems very 
unlike McCoy to me, um, because I think of all the people on the bridge, McCoy is the one who's usually like, I don't want to die. Can you, you know, he has no control over what's going on. Like, I don't want to die. Please, you know, reassure me that we're okay here. And, and now, now, now Spock's like, well, I I don't know how to get us home. And he's, his advice is guess, you know, I would think it would be more like, oh my God, we're going to (laughs) die. Spock can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, McCoy turns around and be like, uh, we're all you know, the 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 finger across the throat and you know, we're all gonna you know we're all gonna die. Thanks, Spock. But um so yeah, so Spock says guessing is not in my nature, Doctor. And this is where I think McCoy gets the one up on him and he says and, and, and the face he makes he just delivers it perfectly, you know. Well, Nobody's perfect, you know, and that, um, and his little smile at the end when he when he walks away is just again. I feel like it's he, I feel like he just got his due. Like after four movies, you know, years of the TV show, he finally got his moment to 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 stick. You know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna die, but man, nobody's perfect, and I, you know, you just want McCoy to walk away and go, yes, you know, I I got him finally. As my son would say, you played yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like the uh, the it's like it's like he almost has like several smiles he gives him yeah. after he delivers <laughs> that line. Yeah, uh, and Spock lets him go, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, I guess. Yeah, I guess he, he looks like he's like, I'll try. I almost thought that was the end of the minute. I forgot, but that's the last of the dialogue of the minute. Yep, that's uh, the end of the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, what I do like about the rest of the minute now it's uh, Uhura and Jillian uh, back at Uhura Station is all the all the sound effects. I swear yeah. I'm listening to some ColecoVision or something. It's some cool well, video well, game noises. Well, before we get that, oh. um, so McCoy walks away and then Spock is sitting there by himself. Yeah. And he sort of does the, hmm, hmm. You know, he kind of you know, <laughs> yep. tilts his head a couple times and yep. does the little... I'm gonna, you know, you can almost see the his, his, the the thought bubbles appearing, being like, I'm gonna take my best guess, you know, like <laughs> I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it, this, yeah, you know what, I'm new Spock, and I'm gonna take guesses, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Um, but yeah, getting back over to Uhura and um, Doctor Jillian. Yeah, so video game sounds, yeah, like all that cool stuff. I want to know what's sitting on the console in front of them. Look, is that is that you know. Is that supposed to be there? Is that a prop, a movie prop? Or is, did somebody leave their clutch there? Right. It looks out of place, that little black thing. The little black thing. Yeah, in front of in front of Jillian and Hora. Second 50. You didn't, have a, you didn't have your note on that? I didn't. <laughs> it's all I can see now. <laughs> is it the little thing on the top of the... Yeah, it's sitting on top of the console. I don't know what that is. Is that one? Is that someone's communicator? Maybe. I just <clears throat> meep. <laughs> meep. I think what I'm always fascinated about, particularly in this movie, is that we get a clear view of a horror's panel. Mm. Nothing yeah. is labeled. <laughs> um, she has that little tiny screen, and it has a couple of words on it, and I'm, I'm guessing they're in Klingon, but not a single one of those buttons are labeled. How in the world does she know what she's doing? 
<laughs> She's just randomly punching stuff, man. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. And I know we've talked about, like, the input, you know, like, y- y- we have keyboards and, you know, on our phones and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, we... Kn- and I guess it's just the knowing, but I just... I find, like, looking at this, this is, like, the penultimate in- image of what in the world are they doing when they push those buttons? <laughs> because nothing... N- not one of them is labeled... To say, you know, this controls the frequency, this controls the... How does she know she said... How would, how in the world can you look at that and punch in 401 megahertz? <laughs> uh, does yeah. green plus blue plus red, you know, equal four... I mean, how, how does that work? And what are those two arrows? <laughs> Jeez. What's the deal with this control panel? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like... Uh, of course, of course. Um, it was like the... Uh, in, it's not even Rathacon when they when they punch in the prefix code. Uh, yes. And they're just... All somebody does is just flip uh, a switch from, like, on to off. And every time they flip the switch, a number shows up. Like, yes. Like, what? That's, I'm not sure what the connections are. At, at least with that, I feel somewhat better because you know that he's pushing the number three... Or the number nine or one, you know, like I get, I get the feeling that they put some effort into that control panel. Where here, there's nothing. There's no numbers whatsoever. Right. Well, maybe it's you know, maybe we're not seeing the screen that's like in front of her. Right. This this panel's like cut it off to the side, and so maybe what she's doing is really sick. Some fine tuning of all the what you said, megawatts and hertzes and all that jazz so she's fine-tuning and she's watching another screen to see uh the, the results of what she's up to uh, how about that uh maybe do you know i'm very distracted by all this stuff do you know also in that same shot when you get to look at her panel um yep. there's something on the left it looks like like uh, her ColecoVision cartridge? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like her Atari cartridge that plugged in? It's plugged in. It looks like something that she plugged something into uh, the station, and I'm wondering what that is. Yeah, yeah, me too. I wanted to pull it out. Let's see. That's, uh, that's So very, many questions. It's very similar to the thing I touched at the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the is. <laughs> it is. It's the little piece of wood that they used to use as the, the tapes. Yeah, the data tapes. Sir, put that down. Uh, sir, I asked you before. <laughs> Remember when I told you at the beginning of the tour not to touch anything? You're touching things. Sorry. All right, so we have two unidentified objects in this minute, which are bugging me. So the, the ColecoVision cartridge uh, <laughs> and the clutch on top of the... So Jillian didn't... She didn't come on board with anything, right? She just, she just jumped on Kirk. She just jumped on Kirk. Yeah, she didn't have like a purse or a backpack or... Nope. Fanny pack or anything, no. So So she left everything behind. So she like no, she's got nothing there. <laughs> well she had a truck. Right. Oh, that's, yeah, the now, truck. that's now derelict in um, you know, Golden Gate Park. I'm so glad we don't have to see the truck anymore. It it kinda makes me wonder if we should follow the truck. No, no, I don't want to see the truck anymore. I'm telling see if you. we can find the truck in real life. Ooh. Follow the truck. Follow the truck. Hashtag follow the truck. Uh, what else we got? I think that's it, right? We get some, I think that's... Or yep, they make that's contact? The they, it's, it's, all sorts of random video game sounds, but they nope, actually... They don't, 
they don't make contact. Oh, I thought I heard you making the beeping noises. She did make beep noise, but she didn't make the beep noise. Okay. A beep noise, not the beep. beep. Yep, 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 yep. All right, you got anything else then for uh, minute 91? Bloop, bloop, bloop. Nope, I don't. Are you sure? You don't want to keep beeping? <laughs> no, uh, I'll let the outro take care of that. Uh, Cue yes. the outro now. Go. All right, uh, folks. You know what? Uh, you know, I haven't said. You know, we we uh we got some merch, uh, some Star Trek Minute merch that we haven't talked about in quite a while. Um, if you are interested in learning more, head out to StarTrekMinute.com and click the merch link. It'll take you out to wherever we're selling merch these days. Um, we got T-shirts and stickers and all sorts of whatnots. Um, so take a peek. Every purchase you make, goes, a little bit goes back to us and keeps the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. Uh, so please and thank you. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of days talking about Minute 92 of the Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.